Peter Marshall is a visionary leader, a world traveler, a global ambassador, and a perspective shifter. And he's going to share with me what that actually means and how that impacts teams and organizations. He's also the president of the Gideons International in Canada and Shareware Global. And he's here with me to share his encounter with God, a story and testimony that radically changed his life from one business, selfish man to a man now all about the gospel and getting the word of God into the hands of people that need it. You're not going to want to miss this show in studio with me. Come join me now. Peter Marshall, I love having you here today in the studio. Thank you for joining me. It's great to be here, Melinda. You know, in the intro before uh, this interview, um, I said that you were a perspective shifter. Mm. Um, I haven't heard that ever, really. Talk to me about that. I love Mm. that. I Mm. want to be a perspective shifter. Mm. What does that mean for Mm. you in your life as as you go about your work and relationships and everything else? Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're all motivated by something. Right, mm-hmm. um, and uh, when Christ comes into our life, things change. Like we we look mm-hmm. at things differently, and uh, you know I can remember as a kid, grew up on on a farm, and you know lie out in the field and look up at the sky and the trees, mm-hmm. and you're always dreaming. Yeah, you're always thinking about where you want to be, where you want to go. And as kids, you know you're thinking about being an astronaut or mm-hmm. a pilot, a doctor, <laughs> nurse, you know, just dreaming all the time. And uh, I think as I grew up, you know, the, the dreaming never stopped. Yeah. And you know, I'm always dreaming. So it's the opportunity to connect those dreams to God-given motivation to do amazing mm-hmm. things in the world. So you know, I can just think of things that God has led me to and allowed me to be a part of. And you know, a lot of the things that God has brought me to, he, is, he has brought me into situations where they needed shifting. You know, whether it was a church, whether it was a country that needed the gospel, whether it was an organization that needed to shift from doing the same thing mm-hmm. to changing the direction. And um, I'm just blessed that, um, you know, this dreaming yeah. that uh, got me into a lot of trouble growing <laughs> up. And, uh, you know, yeah, got, I get that. Right? Yeah. You've been there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think that's important because I think for a lot of us, I mean, myself included, viewers watching, uh, sometimes you can get in that rut. Like, what we've done all this time is what we'll continue to do going forward. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, there's no, nothing wrong, I think, with tradition and foundational beliefs and values that you adhere to and you and you believe in, and, mm-hmm. and that works out of manifest in what you do. But yeah. sometimes, like, what I love hearing in that perspective shift is giving people a different way yeah. Um, to do things in yeah. creative ways or a, a different like sort of like a mind shift of, you know, here's the world now as we see it, we need to look at it, in, it with different eyes. Absolutely. Not, not changing foundational things, especially of our own faith and our relationship with Jesus, but yeah. on how we do things, right? Yeah. And I think that's a, it's an encouragement that, you know, we need people like you that can kind of push a little bit. Uh, us who like comfort and security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and it, it, you know, I think um, being a perspective shifter, you know, everyone, um, God has called to change things, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's, you know, we live in a world of rapid change. There's things changing constantly around us, and um, we can either accept it 
um, mm. or we can withdraw. And, um, you know, God asked us to embrace that. Mm. And, and I think for me being in leadership uh, for many, many years is allowing people to, to be a part of the change. So even though I may have a crazy radical idea on something, you know, bringing people around that idea and having everyone contribute to it. Because even though I see things differently, you may see things differently right. and another person, but I think all of us coming together um, helps really refine and, and uh, come to uh, um, the, the laser clarity on what that is gonna look like for the future. Mm-hmm. As a leader, Peter, what do you think has been one of the greatest challenges as far as being a visionary leader or leading a team? I'm always fascinated because mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of us, you know, are leaders, managers, parents, and there's all kinds yeah. of, you know, areas in which we need to lead. But what would you say has one of been one of your biggest challenges in leadership? Yeah, I think for many, many years, I didn't understand people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't um, before. Um, before my conversion, I'd actually asked my wife last night, um, wanted to, you know, as I've told my testimony so mm-hmm. many times, I, I asked her, I said, honey, what was I like before I encountered God? And, and I, knew, I read his word, I heard the gospel, but what was I like before I actually knew God and followed him? And I said, be completely honest. <laughs> right? Tell me, yeah. right? And uh, she says, um, oh, geez. You're selfish. And, you know, I knew that, right? I, I knew I was selfish, thought about myself. And she said, you know, the other thing was is that you thought everyone else had something wrong but you. Wow. And I said, you're right, you know. And it, what was going on in my life at that time is that um, being selfish and being motivated for, for me, doing things for me, um, I just wanted to make everyone like me so I could achieve my goals, build my kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't appreciate people and I didn't understand people. But when God actually changed my heart and when he actually um, allowed me to, 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 um, to embrace um, what he uh, wanted me to know about people, then I began to understand, well, Melinda, um, you're different. Um, this person on my team is different. This person over here thinks mm-hmm. differently. And that, that in itself, you know, was the lights coming on for me is that, okay, I'm different. Mm-hmm. Um, you're different. And, and understanding people. Um, and I think that's been the greatest relief to me to know that, oh, praise God, you know, these different people come together in an organization can complement one another. Mm. I don't want any other person in the organization to be Peter Marshall. Yeah. Um, that would be horrible, right? Um, <laughs> the, 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 the world's maybe. only big enough. For, the world's <laughs> only big enough for one Peter Marshall. But uh, I, I want them to bring to the table mm-hmm. um, who they are and how God made them, and allow them to be free in that and to to be themselves, right? That is great. I think every leader needs to kind of like hear that again and rewind this podcast and mm-hmm. listen to that because I think sometimes it is we want everybody to be us, yeah. like me. And that's that's a problem because yeah. they're not. You know, that's the beauty of how God's created each one of us is unique and different, Absolutely. like the body of Christ to yeah. to be hands and feet and, and different gifting. And so, yeah. but that's a, that's a good lesson for me, Peter, because I tend to be like that. I, you know, with Chris, my husband, or you know, with the kids, or even with friends, you want everybody to be like you. 
Because it's easy and you think you're great. Exactly. <laughs> and right? I like being with me. So why wouldn't everybody else be like me so I can like being with them too? And that's not, there's no, if everybody was like that, there'd be no challenge or, you yeah. know, um, sort of that iron sharpening iron and, and, you, and you know, getting, you know, more to that place of, of being like, like Jesus. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what people are about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Helping you be better. You know, as uh, the president of uh, the Gideons International Canada and ShareWord Global, that's something that I think is great that you bring that kind of thought and leadership. Uh, before, though, you became president, um, and this is why it's so great about mm. you know the story is like now you're here, but mm. how did you get here? Mm. Um, you weren't doing ministry work. No, you know a lot of people that have come on the show. It's like well we always want to do ministry. And so they've either become like from pastors, became writers and then coaches and things. But you were completely not in that world, mm -hmm. which for some people be like, really? Because it would mm -hmm. seem that you would be. Yeah. You know, right from when you were young, dreaming up, looking at the stars, you always wanted to be yeah. leading a big organization, a ministry organization, but it wasn't. Talk no. to me about how it all started because I know that your testimony and story mm. of your encounter with God was mm. pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's hear that because I think that sure. will really encourage our, our listeners. Yeah, I, I heard the gospel when I was a young boy. This wonderful lady that uh, cared more for others than she did for herself mm. came into my family's life and told me about Jesus Christ, and uh, I, I made that made that decision. Um, like, you know, many people that uh, have in their life or mm -hmm. heard the gospel, got a little testament from the Gideon, signed the back. I made that uh, profession of faith and uh, accepted Christ. Um, but as I grew older, I didn't dream about serving God. Um, I dreamt about being a multimillionaire. I dreamt about owning businesses all around the world. I dreamt about having, you know, tons of wealth that I could do whatever I wanted to, live the life, right? Mm -hmm. Have my own private jet, travel around the world, properties all around the world. I, that's what I dreamt of. And uh, I, I was on that path. And uh, I think that uh, many people look at those individuals and go, wow, they got it all together. You know, they got a beautiful spouse. Look at their house. Look at the car. Yeah. You know, they got it all going on. And, uh, and that, may, that may have appeared that way. And I, um, I was thankful that even though I rejected God many times, mm -hmm. I, knew, I knew what I was doing was against his will for my life. I knew my behavior was wrong. I knew that the excessive life that I was living wasn't pleasing to him. I knew how I was treating people was wrong. I just kept going away from God. And uh, this is how good God is and how loving he is. Yes. Um, he won't leave us. Right? He will go down, as the scripture says, he will go down the pit of hell for us. And that pit of hell looks different for everyone. You know, it could be in a prison cell or it could be a pit of hell in a country, you know, living um, in the slums or it can be in a mansion in Toronto. Yeah. Um, you're living in a hell. And uh, I, I was on the road to hell and God came into my life and he gave me another chance. And uh, so that, that, you know, I've, I've shared my testimony before, it was a divine encounter. I came home from work. Uh, my wife was in Europe on a vacation because I wanted to stay home and continue working on my business. And uh, I came into my home and I knew at that very moment that uh, someone was in my house. Mm. 
And I can remember searching the house, looking, because my first uh, feeling is that someone is going to rob from me. Someone's going to steal my wealth, take something from me. That means so much to me at that time. And I remember just running around the house in this rage. And I came into my bedroom and uh, I fell, like literally as I came in, walking through the door and falling down on my face and just crying and weeping and broken. And uh, it was like... I, um, I, you know, I'm just picturing myself right there in that moment. And um, I can remember that there was this, this peace in the room. There wasn't this condemnation, this judgment. There was this peace. But there was also this presence of holiness. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't uh, hear from God at that moment, but I felt his presence. Mm-hmm. And I felt his holiness. And I just repented. And I couldn't stand before him, and I just cried, and I wept, and I remember just searching. And it was like me reliving every situation, you know, driving, doing something wrong, and I shouldn't have been, treating someone the wrong way, hearing the voice of God saying, God, get me out of this situation again, (laughs) and I'll serve you. yeah. Oh, I remember those. You remember? Many times, Peter. Yeah. Get me out, and then I'm there. You know, I'm going to be faithful, serving the church, giving to the poor, and he— gets me out, and then I go back to my ways a week later, right? Yeah. And I just remember just pulling those things out of me. I remember it was like like cleaning out this bag of dirty laundry, pulling it out and throwing it out and searching and searching and Mm -hmm. searching. And then um, after I did that, I pulled myself up on my bed. Uh, So you're down on the ground. You're just out. Like flat out on the ground. And... uh, I'm like pulling myself up on, I had this Tommy Hilfiger denim bedspread. Um, and I can remember just grabbing this bedspread and like pulling it up and pulling myself up and getting to the bed and lying on the bed thinking, what is going to happen next here? Wow. Right? What is going on? And I'm still broken and I'm shaking. Mm-hmm. And um, God shows me a vision of my life. He shows me what my life is going to look like. If I continue down this path, right? Everything that my heart wanted, everything that my heart desired at that time, God like showed me this clear vision. It was so crystal clear. Melinda is like, I'm standing in front of this house today looking at it and seeing this mansion of a home and the and the, the detail of every car that was in the driveway. And then behind it was like this accordion of stores around the world. And there stood this man out in front of this home. Um, I tell you, he looked miserable. He looked miserable. And um, I looked at myself, and it was, like, embarrassing just looking at this person. I, I, wasn't, um, I wasn't desiring anything this person had, and he was alone. And I was staying there by myself. Right? You know, you see these images of these guys standing in front of their house. Yeah. You know, I'm a self-made millionaire. You're alone, buddy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you gain the whole world, but you've lost your soul. And there I was, that person. And then I asked God the question that um, I can remember him chuckling back at me. I said, where's my wife? And um, he knew that at that moment, in that time, I was that selfish person. And um, I didn't want her. And then, you know, in that very second, he showed me a picture of my life. And it was 
you know, it was, it was technicolor, right? It was beautiful. I could hear the birds and I could feel the breeze on my face. And he brought me into this picture of us walking in this field. And it was this harvest field, like this wheat field. And I had no understanding of what that meant. Mm-hmm. I had no like, oh, yeah, that's the story I saw in Sunday school, right? <laughs> no, it was like, where, where, where am I? What am I doing? What am I doing here? And it was a picture of me and Jesus Christ in the center and my wife, and we're just walking. Mm-hmm. We're just walking through this field and holding hands. And I'm telling you, Melinda, it was the most beautiful picture I've seen in my life. And it was peaceful. And I asked God, I said, where is everything? Where is everything, right? Like, From a little, mansion and, and cars get, to a field. Can I get a little bit over <laughs> yeah, here, right? Can I have like, a car a driving of, through the field? A little bit of balance, yeah, exactly. right? And uh, he just says his final words to me are, Peter, which one do you want? And uh, without a doubt, I said, you know, Lord, that one. The one with us. Mm. And I just remember screaming out to him, Lord, the one with you and my wife, that's the one. Like it was just this screaming declaration of, God, I hope you heard me because I don't want that. There was nothing in that picture that at the end of this life I'm going to be thankful and happy for. I'm going to be sad and miserable. And I don't want that. And I want the one with you. And uh, boom, like it was like Melinda was the craziest thing. Yeah, so then I, I, man, I was reeling from this. Like, what happened here? Mm. Like, did I did I hit my head? And so I'm looking at the bedspread. It's soaking wet. And I'm going, man, what is going on here? I can remember running through my house saying, God, you heard me. You heard me, right? Wow, yeah. Because <laughs> you were yelling. I was I, just yeah, like, <laughs> like, you know, you heard me, right? I want that one. Yeah. I want that one. And uh, and I think it was, I, I think it was just this this uh, moment in time where um, was making that that statement of faith. We we've all said, you know, you know, yes, Jesus, I love you, and uh, forgive me for my sins, and mm-hmm. and come into my life. Yeah, yeah. sign my name and the yeah. date. Check and, and done. Right, yeah. and then we just kind of, you know, it's like yeah, it's like signing a check, yeah. right? And just you know, handing. And we've over. made the decision, and then we can, and then we've decided we can just continue to live our life the way we have. Yeah. Been. Yeah. Right. We've made it that way. And uh, so I just, I just screamed, screamed, screamed through the house, and I just began doing things in the house differently. Right. Just actually, you know, cleaning my life out at that very moment. Just like that. Yeah. Just there like was a that. sense deep in you. It's like oh, everything's yeah. got to change. Yeah. And I, and you know what? I didn't want God to come back to my home and go, "Hey, I'm back. What's <laughs> up? Right? What do you mean doing? Hello. What's new? You're right. living the same life. Wow. Right? You're living the exact same life. I encountered." The holy of holies, the perfect God that that came down to earth for us to die for our sins, that was vulnerable. And he he was assaulted and he was killed for us, for my sin and for your sin. And the last thing I wanted to do was show disrespect to him and say, I'm just going to carry on living my life the same way. I said, no, you changed me. And I, and I, want, I, want, I want the world to know it. Wow. Peter, do you think that's the only way... God could have gotten through to you. You know how like God speaks in different ways, but it's like I don't think a subtle, you know, even maybe a sign on the side of the road that said, you know, Peter, you know, change your ways would have gotten your attention. It's a great question. You know, like yeah, it's a great question. I think that's why 
you know, when we read through Scripture, there's all these different stories, right, of people encountering Jesus, and it looks different. Yeah. He, he, he wants us to repent, to come into a relationship with him. But there's people that, even on the cross, there is that, that thief beside him, and he says to him, I'm going to see you in eternity. Mm-hmm. Right? He says, I'm going to see you. I'm going I'm to see you where I'm going. You know, there wasn't this whole repentance and, you know, Lord, forgive me for all my sins and, 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 go, on, and to, yeah. go through. But God knew his heart. Mm-hmm. And um, he knew deep in that man's soul, he knew that this man had made a profession of faith. And the rich young ruler, right, mm-hmm. that, that story where, you know, he says to him, you know, go sell all your possessions and follow me. That's what you must do to inherit eternal life. And... Um, What did that say? The Bible says he went away sad because that thing in his life was the God that he was worshiping. And um, so it looks different, right? Mm -hmm. And it looks different, and it's the vision to someone that is, uh, you know, in a prison cell in some country where it's not um, legal to share the gospel, and all of a sudden Jesus appears to them. Mm -hmm. Or it's that girl in Sunday school that when she opens the Word of God and she goes, wow. This Jesus is incredible. Yeah. I want to know him. And right that very moment, um, she's saved. Right. Isn't that beautiful? So it's not, you know, sort of formulaic or prescriptive. You know, Jesus knows us that intimately oh. that he knows how to speak and get our attention. Now, yeah. for a lot of us, we don't listen or we ignore many of the proddings that he does. And I know that in my own personal life where he was speaking all the time Mm -hmm. and showing me, now that I look back, obvious signs and I just ignored it or, Mm -hmm. you know, I I wasn't attuned to it. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the the biggest things whenever I go speaking, Peter, or people ask me questions, it's always like, how do you know God speaks to you? How do you hear God's voice? And I was like, he Mm -hmm. is talking and whispering and showing you every day. It's a matter of us and a posture of, you know, openness and receiving and seeing what he's doing. Yeah. But we're always looking for, you know, your experience. But, you know, I say to people, yeah. that can happen. Yeah. And other times he's he's just speaking yeah. in ways that you can understand. You just aren't attuned yeah. or open or, you know, in that posture. So yeah. I think that, I think for you, yeah. you know, he knew that's that's what you needed. Yeah, yeah. He, he had to give me the gut punch. <laughs> <laughs> and then have you, like, screaming out exactly. to him. Actually, I would have kind of loved to have seen that. <laughs> I don't know. So you yeah. you decide, okay, there, I, I've got to change. I don't want to disrespect you, God. I have, you know, been confronted yeah. with you. Um, for some people, it takes a while to make the change. They have to process, did that really happen? Was that really God? Yeah. For you... It was pretty immediate, eh? I mean, some of the changing of, of yeah. your ways, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, and, and salvation is a process, right? I am I have to die to myself every day. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, listen, uh, I am selfish, you mm-hmm. know? I, and, my, and the other thing my wife said is, is that my motivation was greed, right? I always have to die to myself because mm-hmm. that, that old self wants to, wants to be the one that... Uh, the world sees every day, and then and then I have to die to that self and go. No, no, I want them to see Jesus every day. I mm-hmm. want to see, you know, Christ in me, the hope of glory to shine through. So yeah, please, like everyone, um, just know that you know you're you're going to come to know the the living God. Um, I pray that you know Him while you're alive on this earth, 
And um, the most beautiful thing is that he wants to restore all things that are broken. Mm -hmm. He wants to restore oh, yes. the people that are broken, the hearts that are broken, yeah. all those words that have been said to you, the, the, the horrible words, whether it's from a family member, a mm -hmm. spouse, um, some teacher, a relationship you've had, a former boss, he wants to remove those. Mm -hmm. He wants yes. to remove those, those words that have hurt us and pushed us down and he wants to, to raise us up. And I think that uh, we're always reminded, um, not, not necessarily by our past, but we are reminded um, that there's this tension of the, the, the flesh and the spirit of God, that that battle goes on every day. And, and so for me, part of my ritual in my life is to read the word of God, the revelation of God to say that that uh, I've read this word today to, to help guide me, mm -hmm. to help put me on track. Because mm -hmm. what do I want to do? I want to get up and go on social media and talk mm -hmm. about myself mm -hmm. and, you know, promote what I'm up to. And, and uh, you know, I want to check my stocks. And it's just like, whoa, 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 slow down, mm -hmm. right? Slow down. Get into my word. Hear from me. And as you said, you know, how can I hear from God? Um, you can hear so clearly from him, from his word. Mm -hmm. In the Old Testament, he was a cloud and he was a burning bush. In the New Testament, God came down to earth. Yeah. yeah. You know, Peter, it makes so much sense as I hear your story, as you quote scripture, as, as you know, from that moment in your, in your home to sort of that waiting period of, of a number of years before you came into this role of, of the president of the Gideon's International Canada Share were global. But it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, you would have never known that you would be here now mm -hmm. in this role. But as I listen to you in this story and how you, you know, you're saying that is so important to me, the word of God, it mm -hmm. makes so much sense mm -hmm. that you're in this position now. Mm -hmm. Does it surprise you or does it, no. or is it like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, no. God, yeah, that, that's totally, I see what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, does it make sense? It, it, it completely yeah. makes sense now. And, you know, I pinch myself um, all the time to know that God would allow me to do this job <laughs> yeah. and uh, to, to share my testimony with the world and to be going around the world to places that people have waited a lifetime for the Word of God and to bring them the living Word mm -hmm. and say, you know, hey, this is a reminder to you that uh, there's a God that loves you mm -hmm. and that there is people here in North America um, that want you to know um, God's great love for you and find that in His Word today. And I love that your role comes with this story of you. You know, it's mm -hmm. always great, I think, for people to say, it's not like you sort of just arrived and had everything together yeah. and you're always a put together man since you were three yeah. and now it makes sense it's like you know god had to work in you and mm -hmm. through you and and show you you know mm -hmm. the possible life you could have been going in mm -hmm. and yet said here's a second chance to do something great mm -hmm. and you know even for me and as we've talked before you know the power and the importance of god's mm -hmm. word um, not only in our own lives, but for people that, you know, for many of us in North America, I have no idea that there are people that have been waiting years mm -hmm. for scripture. And I love that the work that you do ensures that scripture gets into the hand mm -hmm. of pastors and congregants and children mm -hmm. and people that were sexually trafficked mm -hmm. and because we know what it does. Yeah, yeah. That's so powerful. Yeah. And that's amazing that God has is using you and your team in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. And every day I wake up and uh, we hear stories from around the world from people 
that uh, have had their life changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have team in Nicaragua. We have a team um, there right now ministering with the churches in you know one of the poorest countries mm-hmm. in uh, in Latin America and Central America, and uh, they are telling people God's goodness and. There is hundreds of people every day coming to know Jesus um, because of this team, and so you know we're we're thankful that that God hasn't forgotten about us. You know, mm-hmm. God, He is not so far away that uh, we need to uh, scream at Him. <laughs> I was screaming <laughs> yeah. at my home, <laughs> yeah. and He was like, "I hear you, I hear you, <laughs> I hear you, I hear you." Right? You don't need to Just scream again and again and again, <laughs> over and over. Exactly. Caught you the first time. <laughs> I hear you. And, and I love you. Mm. You know, Peter Marshall, thank you so much for being with me. Uh, your story is so encouraging. I know not only for myself, but to our viewers and listeners. Thank you mm. for not only sharing your story and the courage, but for also being obedient mm. in in the process of, mm. of, you know, sort of open-handed, you know, God, where are you going to take me next? Mm. And thank you so much for the work you're doing mm. uh, with the Gideons International in Canada and your team. I mean, we're so thankful for the rich history of the Gideons in Canada and in North America and in the world. But we'll be praying for you as you continue to share the gospel to those who are in need. So thanks for being with me. Thanks, Melinda. Thank you. So what did you think of our story this week? Let me know in the comments below or by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find all our past episodes online at faithstrongtoday.com slash your story.